0: I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Byron's been taking the month off from preaching and has been really refreshed, right Byron? So uh, we, look, we look forward to see what he's got coming, but uh, our worship pastor, Andy's got a word for us this morning, amen, and uh, all the way from Santa Cruz, California as of about 10 years ago, um, I remember when Andy and Amy walked into this church way back when with a three-year-old they did wreck it with a three-year-old and a little baby now they're working on number six y'all knew that right they're pregnant again yeah number Number six six. is on the way it's probably the boy this time and uh, so uh, I believe Andy uh, has a tremendous anointing not only to lead worship which by the way did you know he just finished a new album and it's going to be out in November maybe yeah. In time for Christmas? Okay, hopefully in time for Christmas, buy about 200 of them and give them out to all your friends. But but more than just music, I've seen in Andy's life, um, especially over the past couple of years, as he's come on staff here, and then he's a rookie teacher. Okay, So please pray for him at MCA. He's a rookie, year one. He's getting broken in hard here. It's been awesome. He's been preaching to the kids in chapel recently. And I've just seen a real anointing of the Lord on him. to just share the heart of God. And he's a big journaler. He likes to write a lot. And uh, is a tremendous writer. So I want you guys to just stretch out your hands. Let's pray for him. As he hits the reset button from round one in the early service. So Holy Spirit, come. Just let your presence flow. Let the power come forth from these words right now, God. We ask, Lord for a preaching of the Word and the demonstration of power in it, Lord God. We thank You for that. In Jesus' name,
1: Amen. When I was coming up here, uh, Marlon just turned to me and said, Andy, it's the anointing. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the anointing, you know. So you all have this anointing that's residing in you right now. And I have an anointing that's residing in me. And the anointing that's residing in me is trying to come out. And the Bible says that deep calls to deep. So the deep that's inside of me is drawn on the deep that's inside of you. So feel free, by all means, you know. Let the anointing out, you know. Don't, don't, Don't squash it down this morning. I mean... This person over here, thank you, Lord, for getting that person. And the Lord is getting dug this morning. And just, I love the sound of heaven like that. It just, it excites me. I mean, I want to hear more of that, don't you? We need to hear more of that. We need to see more of that. I mean, oh, God, you're so good. Well, I I have a pretty simple message this morning. I I showed up for the first service, and the Lord showed me that He was releasing two anointings to the body, ours specifically, but to the body in a greater way. And in between service, or just in the second service, the Lord showed me another anointing that He was going to release to us. but I want to uh, just encourage you with some things because it really is important that the people of God as a, as a congregation that we're tracking together and we're, we're observing what the Lord is doing because when we do that, when we pay attention to what God is doing, it becomes our testimony, okay? Because all this stuff's going on around you to your neighbors, to your friends, it's going on to you too, Okay? And that becomes life in your life. All this stuff that's going around, people are getting saved, healed, delivered. I mean, if, if that hasn't happened in your household just yet, it's okay. Because it's happening to your friend and neighbor in this church, it's still your testimony. So you need to begin to exercise your faith and tell that testimony places that you go because that that's that's the ongoing work of the holy spirit flowing through this body and we want to keep that thing moving and we keep it moving by opening our mouths and declaring the goodness of god in the places that we live and breathe and move so one of the things that's been happening uh i don't know if you know this i'm sure you probably do but we have moved into a season of salvation Okay? Our church has experienced uh, a, a, a higher increase of people coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ for the very first time. More so in the last probably eight weeks than probably in the last two or three years combined. It's been very amazing. I'm thrilled, but you know what? God is doing more. He wants to do more of that. Okay? But, but we have to see what God's doing and say, Yes, Lord. We, we want to see more of that we want to go with that we want to see more of that Lord have your way and if you've noticed um, we haven't put together a, uh, a, a witnessing program or an evangelical program here at the church we have not put a door to door ministry I'm not saying we shouldn't but I'm just saying we haven't okay and through the power and the grace and the love of God ripe fruit is just falling the Lord is just pouring out fruit to the body of Christ and so I want to release that into this atmosphere right now thank you Lord this really this really is an atmosphere of reception thank you God let's just pray let's put our faith together right now Father Father we thank you for this anointing of salvation that's come forth, Lord, from your throne, God. It's being released into your people. It's going down deep into our souls. And it's coming back out in proclamation and testimony and declaration, Father. And it's easy. It's an easy anointing, Father. It's a joyful anointing, God. Thank you. We receive that right now, Lord. We receive that right now, Father. Woo, Isaiah twelve two says this, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw waters from the wells of salvation. The work of harvesting souls is joyful. The work, I'm going to say that to you again, the work of harvesting souls is joyful. It's not a heavy burden. It's not a heavy burden. It's light and delightful. It's light and delightful. Father, thank you for that. So the second anointing that I, I was I was praying about this on Monday, and uh, I was just asking the Lord, Lord, what are, you, what are you saying? What are you releasing to us? And I was getting all this stuff and I was so excited about it. And I ran to tell Amy. I'm like, Amy, check this out. This is so good. And, and she said, oh, well, that's exactly what Kathy preached up at the, the women's retreat. So it's very encouraging. I mean, it's very encouraging to know that the Lord is speaking these things out in multiple places. It's a, it's a witness and it's a testimony to us that this is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And what I I heard the Lord saying is that He's releasing an anointing for the people of God to hear and receive good news. To hear and receive good news that's coming down from heaven. It's the good news of salvation. It's the good news of Jesus Christ coming to earth to save the world that He loved. But it's more than that. It's not just that. There's this constant flow of fresh, good revelation coming down from the Father. And He's desiring. It's His heart. It's His heart to give it to us. He, if you feel like you're, you've been in a drought of revelation, let me tell you this. It's the Father's heart to break that drought in your life. The Father wants you to have fresh revelation, new revelation fresh bread fresh clean water fresh honey that is the desire of his heart that you would get something new and real and good and it's for you today God is releasing an anointing to hear good news it is easy and I didn't even know the stuff that Becky was praying for the ladies this morning I didn't know that was going on but it absolutely makes sense because the Lord was speaking to me that that I think, I'm not sure it was late last week or early this week, but the reason why the Lord is releasing this anointing for good news on His church is because that flood of negative news is so big. There is such a flood of darkness and negative energy that's coming from the kingdom of darkness. It's trying to invade our minds. But I don't say that to to scare anybody because, as big as the flood of that thing that it is, it's nothing compared to what God is releasing. All we have to do is hear and agree with what the Spirit is saying, And and it will break the power of those voices that have been coming to you in the middle of the night saying really terrible things like, you know, you're no good your destiny isn't real the dreams that god gave you they haven't come true yet how that's not god so i really i really sense that the lord is reawakening these dreams and visions that god really did give us and we and we're on 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 some level they were they were they were aborted or they were just they were put on the shelf and they and they've begun collecting dust. And I really sense the Lord is, is extracting the poison in our hearts that comes from hope deferred. The Bible says that hope deferred makes a heart sick. There's, there's, there's a bunch of us that are suffering from a sickness in our heart. It's a sadness that comes from disappointments or dreams unattained. And God's saying, today, if you hear my word, if you receive my word for you, it'll take that poison of disappointment out of your hearts. And where there wasn't hope, there will be hope. Because the, the fact is, you need hope. You cannot survive without it. You cannot get anywhere in the kingdom of God without hope. But you know, hopelessness, hopelessness is not always despair. Okay, what is despair? Despair is when you've lost all hope and you're standing on a bridge and you're, you're ready to jump off. That's despair, like you've lost everything. You, you have nothing left. It's, it's just like it's over for you this murderous spirit a spirit of suicide attached to that thing but there's a practical hopelessness that many people live with every day it's, it's, it's a practical hopelessness and, and here's how this thing manifests itself okay God has God has spoken something to you he's given you a dream he's put something inside of your heart and as best as you could you went after that thing you didn't have all knowledge you didn't have all wisdom you know you're not a perfect person So so for whatever reason, you didn't lay hold of the dream the first time, or the second time, or the third time. And at, at that point, the enemy comes to you and says, See, 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 I told you it wasn't real. I told you that dream wasn't real. I told you that destiny wasn't real. And you began to believe what the enemy said about you, rather than what the Lord said about you in the first place. See, the anointing for good news isn't necessarily going to stop those other voices from coming at you. It's just about which one are you going to believe. If you've got two floods, two streams, which one are you going to drink from? And I know for a lot of people this week, God released a lot of prophetic words this last week. A lot of you ladies just got blasted in the Lord last week. A lot of people did. I mean, there was so much going on in the Spirit. It was just incredible. And like Becky said, you know what? We should have known that the enemy was going to come back at us. We should have known that. Because he is seriously concerned with this body of people right now. He's sweating it out. Because all of a sudden, there's this group of people who have figured out this easy anointing, walking in the grace of God, not striving, just drinking from that well of hope. If you've got a Bible, you can turn to Jeremiah 17. This is what the Lord says. He said, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and who and makes flesh his strength. Now part of what we do when we exalt the word of those other voices that are coming at us over what the Lord has said, that is making man your strength. That is making flesh your strength. And by doing that, you're removing your heart out of the Lord's heart. you're not tracking with the Lord anymore at that point. I totally battled with this this week because when, when I started getting these, these downloads from the Lord Monday or Tuesday, I would I would uh, I'd go to bed at night and I'd put my head on my pillow, and it was like instantly all these other things started being spoken into my mind, like that's not God. You're crazy. That's stupid. God didn't say that to you. You need to just forget about it. Go get a real job. How many of you guys can relate to that? God has spoken something to you. He's he's given you a promise. And then the very next thing you hear is something totally the opposite. It really It really happens. But we don't have to live there. We, we really don't have to pay attention to that voice. We don't have to give any room to it. So cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. Now here's what happens. When you, when you get over into hopelessness, it produces blindness in you. Because after you've gone after the dreams of the Lord, after you've gone after all the things that God has put in your heart a few times, and you go, you know what? I'm just not doing this anymore. This is just a waste of my time. This is a waste of my energy. You you subconsciously do this thing. You turn off the hope valve in order to protect yourself from disappointments. Because you get tired of being disappointed of not seeing the promise fulfilled, you... You protect your heart. You build a wall around your heart. You say, I'm not listening to what God says about that anymore because I can't endure more disappointment. We do that. And that is not what we're called to. We're not... Believers are not called to live protected in a wall of hopelessness. We're not called to live in a place where we're not reaching towards the hope that doesn't disappoint. And what we have to do is we have to get real with God about all those times that thing didn't happen. It's not that you deny that stuff. It's that you get with the Lord on it. What does the Lord have to say about that situation? Because He'll speak life to you. He'll speak life in the midst of your disappointments, in the midst of the thing where the where the dream wasn't attained. He'll speak life. He'll bring life to you right there. He'll give you strength right there. And you might not have the thing yet, but you don't have to live. See, a lot of us are waiting. This is how we're waiting. We've got a dream. We have a vision. And we see it as a ship out there. And we're waiting for the ship to come in here so we can walk on it and get everything we always wanted and that's not it the dream is real the destiny is real but between here and there there's a whole lot of life to enjoy there's a whole lot of the spirit of God that's wanting to be poured out and today you have a destiny today there's something for you in God There is this greater thing out there, but today there's something substantial between you and the Lord. And it's not a heavy yoke, it's not a heavy burden. You know what? This is what I've come to realize. More than anything, the spiritual walk is majoring on the goodness of God. We enjoy God, we love to be with Him. He's implanted the seed of fire and passion and love and hope and peace and strength. And that's the thing we're called to live in now. Now. Today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation for us. We don't have to wait until all the answers come. The promises of God are yes and amen. We heard Kathy say that last week, right? Yes. They are yes and amen. Man, she was setting me free. I was getting totally delivered when I heard that because I have lived under that theology of the promises of God are yes and no. I, I, how many of you have suffered from that? I've suffered from that for a long time. The promises of God are yes and amen. Woo, yeah, Lord. Lord. Bring it, Lord. I am going for it all the way with everything that's inside of me. But you know what? I am not going to stop enjoying my God between now and then. I am not going to stop living with my God and drinking from His well between now and then. I'm not going to stop being all the Andy I can be between now and then. Gwen, don't stop being all the Gwen you can be between now and then. God has called us to fullness today. There's a fullness available to us now. Check this out. So, so I was talking about that blindness, okay, that, that hopelessness produces. For that man shall be like a shrub in the desert, and he shall not see when the good comes. If you're locked down in hopelessness, you'll miss it when God finally brings that thing to you that you've always wanted. Because you'll be so tired, you'll be so bitter, you'll be so worried, you'll be so filled with disappointment about what didn't happen yesterday that you'll miss what God does today. Oh, Father... Remove that hopelessness from our eyes. Remove it out of our hearts this morning, God. Extract that spirit of hope deferred from our hearts this morning, Lord. We really need an injection of your supernatural hope to go down deep into our souls, Father. That man is like a man who's living in a salt land which nobody can live in. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord for he shall be like a tree planted by the water which spreads out its roots by the river and he will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit that's what I'm talking about That is what I'm talking about. Even in this drought, we're trusting in the Lord. Your hope, your hope, your hope is in the Lord. It's in the Lord. And when you throw yourself recklessly into the Lord, when you say, Father, I'm not holding any chips back on my poker table. I'm pushing them all in all in on you. I'm not holding anything back. That's when your heart is tracking with the Lord. That's when that life begins to just penetrate into you. The life of the Holy Spirit comes in you. And whether you have money or you don't have money, whether you have resources or you don't have resources, whether you have time or don't have time, whether you have intelligence or don't have intelligence, it doesn't matter because you're betting it all on the the Lord. And that hope That hope is real and it's coming up inside of you. And you'll be good. You'll be good until that day of fulfillment. You'll be so good. And you'll be like this tree that even in the year of drought, you're planted by that water and your roots are stretched out. Your roots are stretched out. They're just automatically going towards that river. What are your roots? Your heart your mind, your soul. You just, oh man, you're a tree. There's the river. And you're just being a tree. And all your roots are spreading out that way. Just going that way. Because that's what trees do. They go after food. They go after water. They don't have to psych themselves up. They don't have to take a 12-step course. They just do it because it's it's who they are and god made you to drink from that river he created you to drink from that river the only struggle is to stop trying to be everything else a tree to, a tree can't be a bird if a tree tries to be a bird it's in serious trouble a tree can't be a person it'll be in serious trouble it's easy for a tree to be a tree It's easy for a tree planted by the water to drink from the water. It's easy for you, created in the image of God, to enjoy God, to be with God, to abide with God, to dwell with God, to live with God, to talk with God, to walk with God, to dream with God. That's easy for you you just have to shed the skin of everything else all the other burdens all the other burdens all the other cares they have to go get rid of those and you can start being like that tree planted by the water so there's this third anointing that the Lord is releasing to you right now this is awesome I got it when I was going through the fire tunnel here I was like Lord this is stupid Lord this is so dumb it's the anointing right Marlon <clears throat> but here's the, here's the deal I guarantee you a lot of you guys got heavenly downloads last week and, I, and I, I promise you this is what was challenged Okay, your theology was challenged your doctrine was challenged either somebody or some voice came to you and said that can't be God that's not real How do you prove that? Where is that in the Bible? Show me a sign. How do you back that up by Scripture, brother? And and there's an anointing of foolishness that God wants to release to His people. There's an anointing of foolishness. It's the foolishness of God. And God is wanting to impart foolishness to us. The foolishness of God will protect you from every spirit that demands a sign from you. The foolishness of God anointing will protect you from every spirit that demands you to back it up from the Word. I'm not saying we're throwing out theology and good doctrine. We love good doctrine around here. We just don't like religious spirits that are masquerading themselves as being keepers of the truth. Look at this. This anointing is available to us today. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. There's a heavenly download that will protect you and keep your mind from that attack that it really, it eats people alive. It eats people alive and it robs them from their spiritual inheritance from the Holy Spirit. Check this out. If you go up a little farther, Paul says says this, Where is the wise? In our day it would be, Where is the intellectual? Where is the scribe? Meaning, where is that great theologian? Where is the disputer of this age? Meaning, who is the great lawyer around here? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Okay, here's here's the two spirits I'm talking about. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. These are demonic spirits. I mean, he's not talking about these spirits specifically, but that's what's in operation here. There's a spirit that demands a sign from you or demands you to prove doctrinally everything that God is doing right now. Don't get trapped by that. There are, there are whole movements in the body of Christ don't get me wrong I love the body there's not a portion of the body that I love I'm passionate about the body okay but there are whole portions in the body of Christ who have been robbed from their inheritance because they fear being in error they fear being in error their motivation for rightly divining the word is fear fear you cannot enter into the things of God through fear. So how do we stay rightly dividing the word? How do we, how do we stay in the word? I believe uh, this is what the Lord said to me. If, if you're in fear of being in error, that will move you out of the grace of God. Okay? By faith we enter into the doctrine of God. By faith, we enter into the sound doctrine of God. Does that mean we throw out scholarship? Not at all. Does that mean we throw out digging into the Word and understanding and knowing the Word? No, not at all. But we have to receive the fresh bread of heaven by faith. Everything that God is doing for us and through us and to us is all received by faith. So I believe, I'm going to pray right now. I really feel like the Lord really wanted to release that to you guys this morning. This this anointing of the foolishness of God. Because it will really increase our capacity to understand the things of God. To know and receive the new things of God. So Father, we just reach out to you right now, Lord. <laughs> Father, I pray that you just release an anointing of your foolishness on us, God. Release an anointing of your foolishness into our spirits right now, God. We receive this impartation from heaven, God, right now, Lord. Lord, we can't in our own works, in our own flesh, Do battle with the forces that are coming against us, Lord. So we repent for trying to do battle in our own strength, Lord. But we believe that you've given us these these answers, Lord. These downloads from heaven, God, with which to do battle. And to get victory, Lord. Because victory is very much on your minds, Lord. Victory for the life of every believer is very much on your mind, Lord. Lord, that is your desire—victory, victory Victory through through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, Father, we just receive that. We receive that anointing for foolish foolish things of God. Lord, we don't want to be experts. We want to continue just being novices in Your presence, Lord. We don't want to get jaded and taking things for granted, Lord. And Father, I pray just a cleansing flood of this anointing would just sweep over our minds, Lord, and heal every breach that was brought forth against us this week. Lord, attacking our minds, trying to talk us out of the things that You have spoken over us, Lord. Because You alone have the words of life, O God. You alone have the words of life, O God. You alone have the words of life, O God. You alone have the words of life, O God. You alone have the words of life, O God. You alone have the words of life, O God. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well.